All right, joining us now to discuss this pivotal national election is Professor Tim Harcourt of UTS, host of the Airport Economist and, of course, the Great Transformation right here on Ticker. Tim, great to see you. You were no doubt watching what happened over the weekend in Taiwan and also China's reaction that the world is waiting for. But when we talk first about what happened in Taiwan, do you think the result was as close as we'd expected? Well, it wasn't a landslide, uh, Aaron, but I'd say it was a comfortable, resounding victory to the DPP. And as you say in your report, it's um, a record third term for the DPP in the presidential election. Neither the KMT nor the DPP have won the, the third term uh, consecutively before. So that's significant. Um, however, um, you know, the legislature, of course, will be effectively a home parliament. And the third party, the the, T, the Taiwan's People's Party, seemed to have made up a reasonable amount of ground amongst young voters, and that was reflected in the legislative vote uh, as well as the presidential. How do you think the result would have been received in Beijing, Washington, Tokyo, even in Australia, particularly in Beijing? This, as we say, is probably the worst result the worst outcome that they could have hoped for. No, that's right. I mean, they, they were clearly backing the, the, the KMT as the more, uh, I guess, pro-Beijing party. Uh, and interestingly enough, I mean, all three parties said that they want the, the status quo, but the DPP said the way to, the way to respect and maintain independence for, for Taiwan is to build strong relationships with Japan, with uh, the US, USA, UK indeed with Australia, or the KMT thinks having closer dialogue with Beijing will basically allow Taiwan to keep their status quo. So it's a very much a different approach and Beijing wouldn't be happy and uh, the Australian, uh, the Chinese ambassador to Australia made some pretty, uh, pretty uh, ruthless comments before the election. He won't be happy either. Absolutely. Um, now, from the outside world, we look at Taiwan and think that their election issues would all be about their relationship with China, the possibility of China wanting to take back Taiwan as well. But what about some of the domestic issues that people will be looking at? No doubt, post-pandemic, they'd be looking at the same issues that any democracy would be after as well. Things like a housing shortage, things like uh, the cost of everything having gone up as well. Do we know much about that? Yeah, all politics is local, as Tip O'Neill used to say. I mean, when you look at the uh, election, there was concern about the housing issues of housing prices, the demographics of Taiwan, uh, you know, similar to uh, countries like Australia with uh, an ageing population, uh, concerns about wages, concerns about the cost of living. So domestically, big issues there for Taiwan to, uh, to look at. They did reasonably well during COVID, but they, again... Uh, are looking to you know forge strong trade and investment agreements internationally and look at ways to you know, continue their amazing prosperity that's that's occurred in in Taiwan. How difficult is it for countries like Australia and the United States to get the balance right, trying to repair very tense relationships with Beijing at a time when trying to support democracy? Yeah, I think it's interesting the congratulatory messages. I mean, from the United States and Japan. They're very clear congratulations on the presidential election victory to the president. Uh, the EU wouldn't even say the word president and uh, Japan got ticked off by Beijing for using the term presidential. So there's clearly a tightrope with with language. But, uh, you know, you'd say that, uh, you know, Taiwan would be a, a good member of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. It'd be good for Australia to have a free trade agreement with Taiwan because commercially 
you know, there's a lot of opportunities between Taiwan uh, and, and Australia. So commercially going forward, there's no reason why you wouldn't forge ahead uh, now the election's over. And what happens from here? I mean, obviously, we're waiting to see if there'll be a, a show of force from Beijing about this as well. Uh, the opposition in Taiwan that lost saying we didn't try hard, hard enough, but certainly to win three terms, it's somewhat unprecedented here too. What do you expect from relationships between China and Taiwan from here? Well, I think the president-elect standard pretty firm, saying that we're not scared of you, Beijing. We have a democracy. We have an open, transparent, very transparent electoral process, which is the envy of the world in many ways. So I think that's pretty clear. And uh, I think the Taiwanese people have you know, given a clear clear message that Taiwan's very distinct. You know, it's got yeah. indigenous culture, the Portuguese, the Japanese, the Dutch, uh, and it's, uh, you know, a, a, a multicultural yeah. Uh, you know, a country with uh, with great prosperity. All right, Tim Harcourt, always appreciate your time. Of course, the airport economist and the host of The Great Transformation here on Ticker. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Good to be with you.